Hey, we've got a problem here. What did you do? Nothing. I stirred the tanks. Whoa. Hey. Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. Allegations you guys were using <laughs> whistles to try to gain some kind of advantage. Man, I'm glad you asked that question. And I thought it would come up today. Uh, and it's, you know, we talked about this the other day. And in, in, in reality, it's a joke. But, um, you know, Major League Baseball does a lot to ensure the, the fairness of the game. Um, there's people everywhere. If you go through the dugouts and the clubhouses and the, and the hallways, there's like so many people around that are doing this. And then, you know, when I get contacted about um, some questions about whistling, it made me laugh. Um, because it's ridiculous. And and had I known that, that it would take something like that to, to, to set off the Yankees or any other team, we would have practiced it in spring training. And we would have got, you know, because it's, it's, you know, it, it apparently works when it doesn't happen. So um, to me, I understand the gamesmanship. I understand um, kind of creating a narrative for yourself or wondering how things are going. Now, the game in question, you know, we got three hits and no runs. Um, and so, I just, you know, nobody heard it. You guys have audio, video, people people in places and nothing, and there's no evidence of anything. So um, to the Yankees, you know, there's there's no nothing bad going on. Um, pitch tipping is a little bit of a different story. If you don't want us to know the pitch is coming, don't do something that, that demonstrates what pitch you're going to pitch, what you're going to throw, but they're doing the same thing. So every hitter wants to know what's coming. Uh, by virtue of what a pitcher is doing or not doing. The, the problem that I have is when other people take shots at us um, outside this competition. You know, when you guys ask me this question, my, you know, my face, my name is by my quotes, my, my opinions, my, uh, my reaction is all for you guys to, to, to tweet out and, and put on the broadcast. But when we have people that are, that are unnamed, um, or you guys have sources that are that are giving you information. I suggest they put their name by it if they're so passionate about it. Put your name out. Thy name, Mike Fires. Well, there we go. Uh, we're back after a short six-day hiatus. With uh, the finally the conclusion of this fun yet dis- uh, disappointing Astros cheating scandal that ends with a bunch of guys getting fired and suspended and a bunch of guys that were uh, left off the hook. So um, this happened at about just a, just shy of two o'clock this afternoon. Um, uh, I was not surprised. It, it was gaining momentum as the as the days went on, and uh, you still have the Red Sox scandal. If you want to even want to call it, you saw the Red Sox situation going on. But um, you know, at, at, at just at just before two o'clock, you had you had all of the beat writers tweeting out, you know, breaking all this stuff is it's as I change the channel. All this stuff is uh done. Uh, you you start off with a bunch of suspensions. You have um. Uh, I think Jeff Luna, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, he was suspended one year for the full year too. And it's not really a year. It's uh, it's from now till the last game of the world series. So him and manager Asia Hinch 
were suspended. And then uh, Brandon Tallman, the guy who was uh, fired a few weeks ago, uh, a few weeks ago, before during the the World Series or ALCS, whatever it was, for um for yelling at that female reporter or whatever he did, and get into the the details, I don't want to. And then at about three o'clock, three fifteen, a little while after, a little after three o'clock, uh, Jim Crane, the Astros owner, comes on the mic and uh, fires both of them. In a, yes, I call it surprising. Uh, I didn't see it coming, but um, both of them, instead of just being suspended, the, it's it's time for a change in Houston. Apparently, so the two of them are um, the two of them are out. So we'll go over some of this. We'll go over in chronological order what happened and. Um, in Manfred's uh, nine-page release, uh, we saw him just yeah just tell us everything, and it, a big part of it has uh, Alex Cora. So um the investigation revealed that the Astros owner Jim Crane uh, had no idea what was going on, and um uh, speaking of not knowing what was going on, Jeff Lunau when he put out a statement a few minutes a few yeah it was about an hour ago I'm recording around seven o'clock put out a statement saying that he had no idea what was going on too. And that is BS because do these guys really not go down to the clubhouse or into the dugout ever? Really? They couldn't see the big setup right outside the dugout? If John Boy can find it, I'm sure Jim Crane and Jeff Lunau could find it. It's right. It was right there outside the dugout. So how these two mi- they must be blind. How these two missed it, I have no clue. How often they say, I let's see they go down there once a week just to go check out to go check out the field. They own the place, go check out the field. They don't see the big TV right outside the dugout? Seriously? Doesn't make any sense how how these people didn't see the big setup right outside, right outside their own dugout. It's not like they went on the road. And to to uh, to what I know, I don't think they went on the road and did this, unless I missed it in the memo. But this is in their stadium. They didn't know there was a huge replay set up right outside their home dugout. Jim Crane, tell the team if you don't know that. If you if you didn't know what was happening, I don't buy that one bit. So here's what happened. Um, the Ast- some Astros employees uh began. Using live game foot uh, feed. This we knew this, but this is what Manfred told us. Uh, uh, they use a camera from center field. This is no. This is interesting. This is how it starts. They use the camera in center field to decode signs. Well, this has only happened when a runner was on second base to start. Once the sign was decoded, a player would alert the dugout. They he, he'd start in the video replay room, and once he found the sign, go out to the dugout. This is cheating already. It's, this is kind of what the Red Sox did. And then the players would uh, relay the sign to the sec- uh, to second base where the runner was, and uh, the runner would then um, relay it to how however he did it to the batter. Now this is exactly what the Red Sox did. They had someone in the video replay room uh, go to the dugout, alert the second base runner, who then did the the, the two feet on the bag or looked to center field. So this is exa- and this is where Alex Cora comes in because he has a hu- he plays a huge role in this, and then he did it a year later in Boston. So in the beginning of the year, uh, Cora would either this is a big one. Cora would either call the replay room using the phone in the dugout, um, to steal signs, and sometimes he would get text messages from a smartwatch or a cell phone. So now you're not even stealing signs; you have electronics in the dugout, which is a whole other thing of rules. Major League Baseball says you cannot have electronics in the dugout. This guy had an Apple Watch and or a phone on him. 
And then later, uh, players including Beltron, which who's now managing the Mets, so he might be in line for a suspension. Although I don't think he will be because he's a player, and that happens, I think the, it's, it's it's not going to happen. Uh, the players wanted to get a little better at decoding, so like we learned, they arranged uh, the video. They they moved the video replay room from wherever the room was in the back to directly outside the dugout, like we saw the John Boy pictures. And then a couple, at least one player or more would watch the feed from the dugout, and then we you know bang on the trash can, um, and then that would that would give the the runners whatever. Um, they also tried to whistle and stuff like that, but they didn't. They this was their preferred method, said said Manfred. So after the in twenty six was it sixteen I think it was seventeen after the Red Sox were caught with the Apple Watches and fined and the Yankees were fined and all that we we talked about in the last episode where Manfred and Joe Torre both sent out their essays to all the teams, um just just reiterating the the electronic rules. Uh, the Astros ignored this because as the memo said they went in the playoffs and, and did this. So the twenty seventeen playoffs. When they played the Yankees in that seven-game series, I'm not going to say the Yankees would have won, but they were using this trash can method all throughout the playoffs, ignoring Manfred and Torrey's memo not to do this. And then after that year, in 2018, the team didn't do the garbage cans anymore. Uh, they just, they, I, According to Manfred, they found it ineffective, and uh, they stopped about halfway through 2018, which, whatever, the damage is done. So after about 10 minutes of that, just reading notes. Like I said before, how these two buffoons did not see the, the setup outside the dugout is beyond me. If you're going to, if you run, if running a team nonetheless, running a building, and you don't know what's going on behind the dugout, that amazes me. It really does. How do you allow this stuff to happen in your stadium without you even knowing? And good for him to come out and fire Lumbrow and I keep, I keep saying that. I hope, I, I hope I'm saying his name right. And, uh, right. and AJ Hinge. Good for good for them to get fired. AJ Hinge, his, his as much as he should have been fired, his his apology was a lot better than, than Lumbrow's, whatever his name. I don't even know how to say his name. I, I apologize. Because the general, I'm just going to say the general manager, he put out a statement saying he had no idea what was going on. Even though in the memo it clearly says he was in on it. Why lie now? You could still save yourself and get a job here. Why are you lying? And we, and I, and not we, I bashed Manfred a lot in the last episode for knowing what was going on and not telling or not doing anything about it. They came down hard. I should, I didn't even say what was the, what the penalties were, but they're getting fined five million dollars and they're losing rounds one and two draft picks uh, in the next two years. They could have did a little better with that. Uh, you can only find five million. We're talking about the draft. They didn't even get rid of international signing mode. That's what that's that's big here because now they can unless they I I don't think I skipped over it. They can go and sign international free agents to 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 supplement themselves for that. Owner Jim Crane according to Manfred, was not in on this whatsoever. Like I said, he didn't know, but he was also not not behind this. It was Alex Cora. So now John Henry, the Red Sox owner, has a decision to make. 
what's going to happen with Alex Cora? If you're going to ask me, he's getting fired. He's also getting more than one year because he was the mastermind behind this. Not AJ Hinch, not Jeff Lundbauer, or whatever his name is. This was all AJ Hinch's idea. He was the one that instructed the replay room guys to set up that TV right outside the dugout. And he's involved in this 2018 scandal. So he's got to get at least, he's got to get more than Hinch. And now the pressure's on Sean Henry. This guy's got to get fired. He's got to be. If AJ Hinch, who didn't play a role in this, got fired, if he gets fired, you're going to be out too. Now, AJ Hinch isn't totally innocent in this. AJ Hinch apparently he, he tried to stop them. He actually he destroyed some monitors when he got annoyed by it. But he didn't. He said in his in his in his uh his release that he didn't advise them to stop and he didn't tell them to stop. He thought that after destroying a TV, it would work to and to a degree. I I mean I agree with that. If you if your manager destroys a TV, you know pick up on the message. But as the manager, you have to stop this because now your integrity and the journal manager's integrity. They're gone. So AJ Hinch should have did a better job at this. If he goes and tells his ma- if he goes and tells his front owner, uh, his his front office, I think he's got a job somewhere. He still might be fired just because he was involved in this. Yeah, he got a job somewhere if he says something. Joe Espada, according to. Uh, the the uh, memo. I'm not. No, that wasn't. That was just a report from a beat writer that um Joe Espada would act as the manager this year, unless that this was before Hinch got fired. So now that Hinch is fired, they might go out and uh they might go out and try and find a manager now. And it in it looks like Jim Crane's going to be the interim general manager for the time being. He's got to restart this offseason process now. If he doesn't go in house, he's got to go find a GM. And if he doesn't go with Espada, he's got to find a manager. Now, I just thought of this. How about this? What if they go after a guy like Buck Showalter? They bring an experienced guy to try and change the culture here. Because this is what Creighton's clearly trying to do. He's trying to, he's clearing the house and he wants he wants a brand new start with this team. And why wouldn't you? Your organization's a wreck now. No one takes it seriously. And we have a fantasy baseball podcast coming up and, and it should be out either next month or in March that I'm really looking forward to. How are these players gonna? How are these players gonna perform now without this? I don't think it affects them because, like we said, in twenty eighteen they did nothing, and Bregman still had that unbelievable year. The player I'm worried about in fantasy is Arenado, and where he goes, and the Rockies. The the, the Islanders already score. The, the twenty seconds in. Oh my god! There goes Davin. Oh god, Davin's got to. Mm. I gotta go watch this game. Um. Where were we? <laughs> Sorry, I get 20 seconds in. They do this every game. Is this Igor starting? I think it was Hank. All right, I digress. But now they got to they, they they wanted a whole culture change. So now they now they got to go restart. And I'm on board for it. We were talking about fantasy. I think I don't know what the Rockies are doing. That's what I'm. That's what I think that, that's what I was doing. The, I don't, the Rockies plan is beyond me. So is the Devils. Ray Shero's out. That didn't. Uh, we need to do a hockey episode. Uh, yeah, I'm rambling. Um, follow me on Twitter, Joe Morales underscore. Uh, this is the MDM podcast.